feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by and tonight, what a surprise. No coincidence to me as I'm listening to the timing of all of this. Here is Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, and he makes this announcement. And just to give some context here on the Rita Cosby show, which, by the way, is my birthday. I'm spending the last two hours with all of you, which I love. It's been a little bit of a low key birthday. So we're going to end it off with a big bang tonight. And we're going to talk about A.G. Garland and him appointing a special prosecutor. How crazy is that? Here it is, days, literally, after President Trump says he's going to run again. And literally, like, 24 hours after the new House majority in the House of Representatives, it's going to be in GOP hands, as we know, starting in January. Well, they say, okay, well, first order of business, we're going to be looking at Hunter Biden, because, boy, he needs to be investigating. That guy has gotten a free pass over a free pass over a free pass. You know, you think about the luck that that guy has had just because it's been Democratic House, Democratic Senate, clearly a Democratic DOJ, even though it isn't supposed to be. But that guy has gotten like every good luck uh, fortune cookie that you could ever imagine. And so here today, in the scheme of all these things, What a surprise. Suddenly Merrick Garland, who was hiding in the closet like Biden has been basically, remember he was doing during the campaign, he comes out and he makes the announcement that guess what? He is appointing a special counsel. And guess what? They're going to look into Trump again for all the things we've already heard about for years upon years, but they're going to keep doing it. Take a listen. I'm here today to announce the appointment of a special counsel in connection with two ongoing criminal investigations that have received significant public attention. The first, as described in court filings in the District of Columbia, is the investigation into into whether any person or entity unlawfully interfered with the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6, 2021. The second is the ongoing investigation involving classified documents and other presidential records, as well as the possible obstruction of that investigation, referenced and described in court filings in a pending matter in the Southern District of Florida. So, as if we haven't heard every single detail from the Democratic side about January 6, I mean, how many different investigations have we heard the president's already been impeached on January 6th. I mean, it's like, is there anything else you want to do? But that's not good enough. Now they want to see if they can get some criminal charges against President Trump. And the timing of this to me looks just, I think it looks terrible for the DOJ. It comes, as the House said, that they have at least 14 different whistleblowers within the FBI that are talking about the politicization of what's been going on within the DOJ and FBI So, you know, talk about payback. And to me, this is exactly the wrong move at the wrong time. If you're going to do it, 
Why isn't there a special prosecutor for Hunter Biden? My goodness, that's been a big blaring neon sign for years. If that's not a conflict of interest with a sitting president with his son, and especially with some of the bombshell details that came out by the House in the last few hours or so, they put a 31-page report together, and it looks damning and terrible for President Biden and his family, and yet no special prosecutor there, that is shameful. But no, they can't wait to rehash everything with President Trump one more time. Here's a little bit more of Garland making that announcement today. The Department of Justice has long recognized that in certain extraordinary cases, it is in the public interest to appoint a special prosecutor to independently manage an investigation and prosecution. Based on recent developments, including the former president's announcement that he is a candidate for president in the next election and the sitting president's stated intention to be a candidate as well, I have concluded that it is in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. Such an an appointment underscores the department's commitment to both independence and accountability in particularly sensitive matters. It also allows prosecutors and agents to continue their work expeditiously and to make decisions indisputably guided only by the facts and the law. Now, if you believe that, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn, because that guy has been the most politicized head of the DOJ, the attorney general that I've ever seen. I mean, he has been where he went after parents for domestic terrorists and then claimed he didn't. And then the information came out that the DOJ was trying to push this education organization uh, to kind of write a letter to justify them claiming parents were domestic terrorists. And he's turned a complete blind eye about Hunter Biden. Won't say a word. The president has said, oh, I don't know any of the business dealings of my son or anybody else yet. He's hugging them in pictures, playing golf with them. We know that at least a number of these business associates, 14 of them, went to the White House between 2008 and 2010, 2010. That's just a tip of the iceberg. And now we have the House basically in GOP hands saying they have subpoena power. They're going to start looking for White House logs. They're going to start looking for phone records. They're going to start looking for everything they can find Tying and bank records, of course, they say that there's a whole bunch of offshore accounts tied to the Biden family and shell companies. Sounds pretty fishy to me. And we're not talking about like 10 or 20 dollars. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars to a guy who is a self-professed crack and porn addict. You know, I mean, he didn't look like an expert on anything other than crack and porn. And yet you're paying that guy that kind of money. Tell me he's not a big compromised uh, bullet and blaring billboard. You know, if anybody could be compromised, I would say Hunter Biden is it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Frank. Line two in Maine. Go ahead, Frank. Your thoughts. You're here on the Rita Cosby show. Rita, it's always a pleasure to speak to you whenever I can. You know, you know, Rita, um, <laughs> I think God, I think Garland should uh, should watch his back. Um, and I'm not saying that in a physical sense. When the new Congress comes in and they're Republican, I'm sure they're going to start looking at him and his little and his little uh, dealings, uh, other than Hunter Biden and his F- FX. If I'm saying it correctly, FXT thing with this 
with this uh, young kid who decided to give billions to the Democratic Party. I hope that the Republicans that come into Congress look at all these people as they're looking at Trump, as these people like Garland and anybody else is looking at Trump. I hope they, the Congress, the Republican Congress, are looking at them. And I hope that every time they, the, the Democrats make a move, the Republicans have two, have two moves in front, and they can dist- just demolish these people, stop them in their tracks. I'm, I hope that's what happens. I am praying that the Republicans that are coming in are not going to be wishy-washy and basically just say, you know, maybe I'll go with them because I don't like Trump. No, go after these people. Go after Hunter Biden. Go after Garland. Go after, go after Joe. Go after Kamala. Go after all of them. You know, this is vindictive, vindictive, vindictive. This is just to get the man, and it's, it's, basically, it's basically just jealousy. It's basically just jealousy, and they're being scared. They're being, they're, they're running scared. All right, Lita. Yeah, That's and just what and I have to say, have a good night. Thank you, Frank. And I agree that it is just vindictive. And to go through January sixth again, when you already impeach the guy, you've done these series of hearings that have cost the American taxpayer millions upon millions of dollars. These like slickly ABC, ex ABC News executive produced. Uh, hearings with uh, so-called uh, bipartisan with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, I'm being facetious, you know, at the helm of them. And you've done these hearings that have consumed America for months upon months, taken over so much airtime wall to wall. I just hope that when the GOP launches these investigations that they say priority number one, like now I would double down on Hunter. Are you kidding me? After this, this is outrageous. And that's why I said You know, when President Trump, Frank, announced that he was running, I said, whoever is going to run on the GOP side, whether it's Trump or maybe it's DeSantis throws his name in the ring, whoever else throws his name in the ring, you need a fighter. Because I'm telling you, these people are out for blood. And if it's not Trump, after they get done with Trump, if DeSantis runs, they're going to change the name from uh, Trump to DeSantis. And guess what? You know, go after every little thing there, too. Whoever runs, this is the way they play hardball. And they don't want anything. And then on the flip side, look at all the information that's already come out about Hunter, just what we know. It is so clear that there should be a special prosecutor in that case. There is so much information in that case. And yet even the small little tax case with him has been dragging on and on and on and on. And remember, he had the illegal gun that he wasn't supposed to have. The average citizen would not get away, you know, scot-free, even with those And yet they don't even seem to be acknowledging that, oh, don't worry about the, you know, hundred million dollars that he got from the former mayor of Moscow's wife. Don't worry about what he, that maybe he may have sold out our energy industry at a time where this president is throwing the energy industry under the bus. That's what came out yesterday. That is extraordinary. And so I am so disgusted at the double standards and the hypocrisy. And Frank, to your point about them going full throttle the house, how much, how important it is that they really look into everything. This is what James Comer said yesterday. He said this is going to be a full blown investigation of the Biden family. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. 
Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the President's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden. And that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. I now... And one of the most damning things, by the way, that Comer also said yesterday, right after he was saying that, was that they have information, they have an email, because now they're conceding, yeah, the laptop is real. I think we all agree to that, right? The laptop is real, even though it was so downplayed before the last election. And now they say they have an email that's coming from Hunter Biden to this guy who is running an office, and it's a new office space, and he basically says, hey, can you let my dad in there, make sure that he gets a key because he's going to be a business partner with me and get some money. It's tied to this Chinese business that we're setting up, tied to the energy industry. And also, you know, uh, my dad will be getting a portion of the proceeds. And here's his cell phone if you need any information, but make sure he gets a key, make sure he gets access. So either Hunter Biden was high on crack and can't remember that he wrote it and like pretended all these messages and all these meetings, he was so out of it. He doesn't realize what he did, um, you know, which maybe is the case because that guy is definitely a crack addict. But you can't escape the fact that you see these pictures of Biden with these business guys. You can't escape the fact they came and had meetings even at the White House and had meetings elsewhere with him. And he still claims never met him, never talked with him. Also, the son was on these flights on Air Force Two, went with him when the president when he was vice president over to China. I mean, he is clearly, the president is absolutely lying that he doesn't know anything about the business deals. The question is, what else does he know? Did he get any money? And boy, this could be downright explosive. And then we're supposed to believe, oh, what a surprise. Suddenly, a special counsel's appointed to rehash everything with President Trump. Boy, I can't imagine it being a coincidence now that the heat is on the Biden family. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. This is, I've been told, Buster Poindexter. I think it's his one song. But how many uh, Congo lines do we hear this at at parties? 
And I'm going to be getting together. By the way, my birthday is tonight. I am with all of you, but I'm going to be celebrating this weekend. So I might even play this song a little over the weekend. Do a little little Congo line. I'm known for doing a couple dancing at the uh, work parties. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jennifer in Boston. Uh, Jen, you're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Hey, Rita. First of all, I want to wish you a a very happy birthday and many, many joyful birthdays to come and good health. Thank you so much. And I love being with all of you on my birthday. To me, it makes it really special. Thank you, Jen. Your voice and your passion is a gift to all of us. So thank you for that. Thank Um, you. I I want to very briefly acknowledge, if I could, an officer from New York that passed um, from complications of COVID. Her name is Christina Zell. She's 47 years old. And um, Oh, my goodness. When did she pass? um, It was within the past week. uh, And it was so sad. Um, I believe it was in February she contracted COVID. She was a marathon runner. She was very good friends with a um, woman here in Massachusetts. And um, she was a beautiful young woman, and she was a badass, Rita. <laughs> she was she used to be with the U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force. Um, she was a special victims unit officer. Sorry, I get choked up. And um, she was the best amongst us, you know, Rita. And she contracted COVID in the line of duty. And I just wanted to honor her for a brief moment. And um, Thank and you. Her, her, and she's in upstate New York. I think it was Niagara Falls Police Department, if I, I'm not 100%. But anyway, Christine is out, and um, God rest her soul. Thank um, you. And I'm glad, by the way, that um, you know what I love, Jen? And you have always brought up often in the past uh, different cases that have happened around the country with our law enforcement. You know we do our Back the Blue every night, which I'll do in a few minutes here on the show. And I love our law enforcement and appreciate them and our veterans so much. And it just touches my heart, um, you know, the, how much you appreciate and honor them. And I'm glad so much that you mentioned her name, and we will keep her family in our thoughts and prayers big time. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. I'm still here. What do you What do you make of all this craziness with Trump now, Jen? I, I just think, you know, it's really staggering to me. The people that talk all about Trump's a dictator, Trump's a Nazi, I know all the horrible things he was called, and he thought, you know, he he was. It's so sad when you look back. Trump had every ability to take charge of this nation, you know, as a ruler, as they said, you know, the and be the dictator that he said he was going to be. And that was during the pandemic. He gave all rights to the states as he should have. Um, he did very few things at the federal level. It's Biden that's done the exact exact opposite. He lied about mandates for um, federal employees, and then he did it to contractors as well, federal contractors. For the vaccine, he's trying to use COVID emergency tactics. That's how, instead of going to the legislature, he uh, did an executive order with the, um, what he just did with the college bailouts. All yes, boys- yeah, and got shot down in the courts, too. I mean, it, like, talk about trying to, like, pretend and, like, uh, you know, make false promises. I think they knew it would get just, shot down. Yeah, and I just think it's so sad that this, these people who claim to be, in other words, one thing, if you want to listen to what they say about somebody else's, my point is it's exactly what they're doing themselves. Um, you know, it's a classic t- case of deflection. And to me, it's just heart-wrenching to see them going after the president again. I'm not at all surprised. But the level of disdain and divisiveness that these people have shown, if you watch Christopher Ray, who thanks Chris Christie for recommending him, 
um, Christopher Ray and you watch um, Merrick Garland in any of the Senate uh, hearings, I watched several of them this week. The level of arrogance, Rita, the level of, I mean, just the total dismissiveness when they're talking to a U.S. senator. Absolutely. And by the way, Jen, too, also like like Mayorkas, he had a lot of hearings this week and he was like, yeah, yeah, the border's secure. Let's move on. Like, how dare you? It was it was outrageous. And your point about, you know, just the fact how politicized this DOJ is and they're going after him. And guy, by the way, the one who appointed this, this person who's appointed is a war crimes investigator. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment here on the Rita Cosby Show, which I love doing every night, a powerful story coming from North Texas, where a mother who collapsed in her McKinney, Texas home is alive thanks to her little boy's quick thinking, her husband's response, and a calm McKinney Police 911 dispatcher who was honored during a ceremony this week. For the second time in his career, 911 dispatcher Mike Smith is being rewarded for keeping his cool under pressure and helping to save a life. It happened one evening in July when Andrea Judkins, five-year-old son, noticed that his mom wasn't breathing. So he alerted his dad, Casey, who immediately called 911. Mike Smith, who has been a dispatcher for the police department there for seven years, answered their call for help. In 911 audio released by the police department, a very calm Smith is heard coaching Casey through CPR, reminding him that help is on the way. He was family at that point, said Andrea's husband, Casey. It was like, hey, we're going to get through this together. And what he did was keep me on point. Andrea, who has cardiomyopathy, suffered cardiac arrest, but thankfully survived. What's beautiful is that her quick-thinking five-year-old son knew exactly what to do to help his mother, who suffers from a heart condition. The family got to present Michael Smith with a life-saving award during McKinney's Resuscitation Academy event. Uh, Andrea said it was very emotional. Thank God these people are trained to do these things. And a very humble Smith said that his training just kicked in. He said he was especially thrilled to meet the family in person. He said, it's amazing. We usually don't get to hear outcomes. Usually the ones we do hear about are not positive outcomes. So to be able to see, especially a beautiful young family with so much ahead of them is so incredibly rewarding. Bravo to him and all of the great 911 dispatchers who do so much to keep us all safe and are calm in the most difficult of circumstances. And everybody, by the way, to go along with our Back the Blue segment, which we do every night here on the show, the Rita Cosby Show store now has a line of Back the Blue merchandise. So head over to store.ritacosbyonline.com. Again, that's store.ritacosbyonline.com. And check out our line of Back the Blue gear. And when you use the promo code RITA15, which is my age today, RITA15, you will receive 15% off your order. Again, type in promo code RITA15, you'll get 15% off of your order. That's store.ritacosbyonline.com. 
And most importantly, always, like we do, back the blue. Well, we are talking about this stunning announcement that just came down from Attorney General, the highly politicized one, Merrick Garland, who announced that now a special prosecutor will be announced. He already named the guy. His name is Jack Smith. And this guy was investigating war crimes in Kosovo. I mean, I was over in Kosovo, by the way, during the war. And uh, there were a lot of war crimes there, just like what's going on in Ukraine. You know, I mean, horrible atrocities are taking place. Uh, you know, the Russians, what they have done to the Ukrainians, it's been horrible. And this is like, you know, like Nuremberg. I mean, these are like mass graves, horrible circumstances. This guy was clearly investigating, you know, the worst of the worst there, the crimes in Kosovo. In fact, he's not even in the States. He's still over in The Hague right now. So he's out of the country. And this is the guy that Merrick Garland appoints to be the special counsel investigating now Donald Trump for January 6th and also for the documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, give me a break. I mean, if that's not a sign that they're like bringing in, why don't you bring in like uh, the guy who investigated Jeffrey Dahmer? You're basically putting him in the same league. You give him like the worst, the guy who's investigating the worst of the worst. And by the way, this guy also, Jack Smith, has had ties. He has worked in the DOJ. Not that long ago did he leave the DOJ. So there's a lot of questions about his closeness to Merrick Garland and a lot of people there. He also worked there under two Democratic administrations. Surprise, surprise. He's also close to Lois Lerner. Remember that whole thing with the IRS with questions of how overreaching Lois Lerner was going after and politicizing the DOJ with like uh, tax investigations with conservative groups? That was Lois Lerner who was at the helm of it. And this guy's apparently close to her. So this is not really a neutral party by any means if you look at the background of this guy. And it certainly sounds like they are loaded for bear to go after President Trump on anything they can find. Yeah, so what? He was impeached. Let's try him one more time. Just because he announced he's running for president, they're going to go full throttle. And to me, it just looks so politicized, especially when they are turning completely a blind eye on Hunter Biden. I mean, the hypocrisy is just so unbelievable and to me so blatant. And yet... If you listen to Bill Barr, of course, who was the attorney general under President Trump, remember they left under bad terms. They had a lot of problems. They definitely didn't have a happy uh, parting. But Bill Barr has come out in the last like few months and basically said the investigation of the documents at Mar-a-Lago. He said, you know what? A lot of this happens with a lot of these things with presidents where documents are taken and they don't return some. And usually it's like a back and forth privately. It never really rises to any sort of level of a crime. And he's actually been very much supportive of President Trump uh, saying that it's over the top, that they did this, you know, pre-dawn raid, that they, you know, really extended themselves and came in with guns blazing and, you know, going after him on the documents on that. He's been different on the January 6th. On January 6th, he's maintained that obviously he didn't like what he saw on January 6th and has taken exception to, you know, the president just in general. Um, so he's kind of always been a mixed bag. But this just came out, and I want to play this for you because this is very strong language coming from Bill Barr. Again, remember, the guy who left with President Trump but did work under the Trump administration. He says that this is absolutely basically damning and foreboding the fact that now the special prosecutor 
has been assigned to these two cases. And he thinks this is bad news for President Trump. Take a listen. This just came out. He just did an interview with PBS. Here it is. I personally think that they probably have the basis for legitimately indicting the president. I don't know. I'm speculating. speculating, But but given what's gone on, I think they probably have the evidence that would check the box. They have the case. And if they have it, should they? That's a decision for. uh, If you were AG, would you? I'm not going to get into that. Do you think they will? I think it's becoming increasingly more likely. That is really powerful. I think it's going to become increasingly more likely. And he believes that they have the goods to make the referral. Again, you can kind of indict a ham sandwich, as even Bill Clinton has famously said, and many others have said over the years. Uh, but does it show that they are clearly out to get President Trump and get some sort of criminal charge? Because that's why you bring in a special prosecutor. You've already, as we talked about, impeached him on it. They've impeached him twice, remember? First on the Ukraine. They, they haven't impeached him for jaywalking yet. That may come at some point. They haven't done that yet. But they've already impeached him. He already has that sort of stain on his record for history that he was impeached twice. So you've got that. But yet they feel like that's not enough. So to send it to now a special counsel and somebody like this guy. And the problem with special counsels is they go on and on and on. That's what we saw with the Robert Mueller, remember, when the Mueller investigation happened, even though it turns out a lot of the basis for it was incorrect, was a false premise. It was this Russian disinformation. It turned out not to be true. We heard recently that, you know, Steele dossier, remember, they were trying to get Steele to, like, admit that it was true for, like, a million bucks and he wouldn't even do it. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of questions with that. But that dragged on for years, remember? It was like the endless Mueller investigation, And you think back at all the other investigations in history, the minute a special prosecutor, special counsel gets engaged, it usually drags on and on and on. And they have to justify why they've been there. They have to set up a whole team. It's costing the American taxpayer tons of money. I contend this is a waste of time. You've already gone after the president for impeachment. Everything we have heard so far about January 6th, could he have handled it differently? Sure. There are things he said that, you know, I wish he had said go home earlier. I wish there's a lot of things. But bad judgment is not the reason to, you know, criminally charge somebody. And to go after a former president and now a potential candidate again, he's already come out. He definitely is a candidate, could be potential future president. That's a huge high bar. And yet it comes at the same time where the sitting president has a son that it made hundreds of millions of dollars and even made over a billion dollars on a deal with China. There was a deal, a real estate deal that was over a billion. So you look at all these deals from kind of questionable countries like Russia, China, Ukraine, the list goes on and on. And for some reason, that doesn't seem to raise a red flag. The hypocrisy to me is Terrible. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norman. Line four. Norm, your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are, well, first of all, we'll get to the Merrick Garland thing for, in a second. But uh, uh, a much more important issue is uh, I got a phone call this afternoon uh, from Pete from Staten Island. Norman, Norman, Norman. What? Uh, you've got to call Rita. It's Rita's birthday. 
Oh, thank you, Norm. (laughs) Rita, happy, happy birthday and many, many more. And thank you for uh, giving a forum to us here. Uh, and, uh, I, um, I love calling you. Thank you, so Norm. Anyway, and so... I love you. And how cute that you and Pete were talking. And I see Pete's even on deck too, calling in. So how beautiful. Uh, of Two of my favorites. And I love that you guys were talking about it earlier. How sweet of you. Thank you, Norm, very much. You're very welcome. All right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Now we're two years into this administration and, you know, still with the partisan reactivity that's going on here. You know, I mean, yes, they want to they, they want to fix Trump. They want to fix Trump. Uh, yeah, this special I don't know whatever the hell they call it. Whatever this guy, he was a war criminal guy. I don't know. Yes, yeah, he's a special counsel, special counsel, special counsel. Uh, special counsel. Yeah, can you I believe mean, it's somebody? Gonna... Somebody who's at the Hague interview, like who's right. who's handling like the worst of the worst. It's like, all right, right. he's let's see, he covered uh, Hitler. And he covered mm-hmm. uh, Heimlich Himmler, and now we're going to have him right. do Trump. You know, I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Are they going to? Is, is he going to go to the Simon Wiesenthal Center in Vienna to rule out whether Trump served in I don't know, like an SS unit or something like that? I I I, uh, I don't know. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's just really sad that you know we we and we are laughing stock in the world. We really are. That this is that this is going on, you know. I mean, uh, we should just be we should just be shining, and it's it, it's really unfortunate. We just kind of like just can't get along. Get a, we just can't get it together, and and it, it bothers me. Yeah, and, and Norm, it's, it's I really, think it's going to get worse too. I mean, that's you hit a great point because my first thought was, you know. I actually do think the Hunter Biden needs to be looked into. There's no question. Just and even even if it clears the president at the end of the day, I think it, that's a good thing too. It gets that cloud. The president doesn't want it to be looked into, but I think if it gets cleared and it helps him, then that's a good thing too. But I think it for sure needs to be looked at because it hasn't been investigated and the president clearly is not telling the truth at least about meeting these people. You know, the question is where's the money trail? Are there documents to back it up? So you got all that. Um, but that, that's being swept under the rug, um, by this DOJ. And yet as soon as the house, you know, comes out and says, we're going to look into it, which they said they were going to if they won. Now they're fulfilling their promise and saying that is going to be a priority along with border and other things. Um, so they're going to look at all that. What a surprise that literally, you know, it's like within hours. Oh, we're going to appoint a special counsel. It means it's like, it's like investigation central for the next, you know, two years. I mean, that's the one thing, Norm, when you think about it. It's like uh, between the House, it's like you're, you're not going to have any time to, like, watch anything other than hearings for the next two years. It's like they're going to say, I got this one. No, I got this one. I got, you know, it's it's like it's going to make it's going to be an attorney's dream, Norm, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. As a, I just as an American, I just I just find it also depressing. Yeah. And, and yes, I'm I'm going to support Donald Trump. I mean, I I I really feel like he's been screwed completely. But it, it, I I envision it it would be very nice if somehow somehow you know, Biden and Trump could have a meeting. And in that meeting, they we could just resolve stuff. You know, and we could we could find we could find some kind of a center. You know, I I don't know. It's it's just yeah, I don't know. I just whatever. I, By the way, I I one thousand percent agree. Um, the problem is they clearly do not want 
um, they want to try to get rid of Trump any which way but loose. And, and they're, they're sort of like, it's like almost a punching bag. It's like, okay, let, let's try another one. Okay. That didn't knock them off. So now let's try another one. Now let's try another one. Oh, let's do a raid. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, now let's do this. And he still announces, you know, I mean, he still comes out. And in fact, Norm, I want to play because uh, the president did come out tonight and he came out swinging. I want to play, uh, this is, let's do, let's do, uh, let's do cut 36. This is the president, Norm, and this is what he had to say. He's like, you know what? This is so transparent. I've been going through these investigations and hoaxes and scams from the day I came down the escalator at Trump Tower. And you'd really say enough is enough. Got to get back to work. Got to prove that we have a great country again, because right now it's not great. Right now it's a laughing stock all over the world. And we sort of all had it. The people of the country have had it. Joe Biden is a corrupt and incompetent political hack, and you take a look at all of the money that he's taken from foreign countries and others, much of it through his son, Hunter, who is a corrupt drug addict and implementer for his father. And if you think that Trump is going to, like, crawl into a hole, he is coming out swinging. Wow, wow, wow. Norm, thank you for the birthday wishes. We're going to continue with the calls after the break, everybody. one 800 8489 It's the Rita Cosby Show. This has to be Donald Trump's song to Merrick Garland tonight because he still is walking on sunshine. He is like, this is so crazy. I want to play another clip because Trump just responded to this big bombshell news that Merrick Garland is appointing a special counsel who is going to be investigating him for the documents at Mar-a-Lago that no other president really has ever been investigated for. It's like always like a clerical thing. And then January 6th, because the Democrats can't get enough of January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. That's like what they, that's what they have for breakfast. I'll take three January 6th sunny side up, right? Let me have toast with some sunny, with the January 6th jam on it in the morning. It's everything is January 6th. And here is President Trump tonight talking about the double standards that where is the prosecutor for the Biden family? Where's the special prosecutor, by the way? Where's their special? They said when I announced they had to do this. Well, he announced, too. He said he wants to run. Where's their special prosecutor? And we are innocent. They are not innocent by any stretch of the imagination. They have the proof right out there for all to see. They left the exact blueprint of much of the criminal activity is done on his laptop from hell. They call it the laptop from hell. Yeah, where is the prosecutor for Hunter Biden? And the fact it isn't even been investigated by the DOJ. I mean, that's what's like, I mean, it it is talking about alternate universe that now they have put it up to a special prosecutor against Trump and zero for the Biden family, even after a 31 page report that Congress just issued about 24 hours ago. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete in Staten Island, line three. Pete, go ahead. 
Rita, happy birthday. The best. Every day should get better in your life. That's my wish for you. We love you. Your audience loves you. I have a hypothetical question. Thank you. By the way, first of all, Pete, and I hear somebody in the background, so thank you to you and your beautiful family for the birthday wishes, Pete. Oh, that's your wife, right, who I met. I remember. That's Renee. Oh, give Renee a big hug, and thank you, Pete, so, so much. I will. I got a hypothetical question for you if I said the word right. Did I say it right, Renee? Okay. Here here goes. Now, from what I understand, Donald Trump never conceded, right? That's what I'm hearing. Now, wouldn't he, if they impeached uh, uh, Biden, you know, to, uh, when the uh, Congress gets together, uh, wouldn't that make him president? Oh, that's interesting. So if they go after uh, that would not, because then it would go after it go to Kamala Harris at that point. Right, you know, that's right. I see where you're going, it. but it would definitely go to Kamala Harris at that point. Um, well, I'm going wishful thinking. You know, that's what I really would love. <laughs> well, who you knows? Know? By the way, Pete, who knows what's going to happen in the next two years between everything? You know, a lot of people are wondering. And, you know, who knows? Because if you listen to President Biden, he says he's running again. He's already, as Donald Trump just repeated, he's announced his intentions to run again. He said he's going to figure it out over Thanksgiving and Christmas, talk to his family, uh, that Biden at that point will come out. But he says, I have, quote, every intention to run. But who knows if maybe after they see this house going after Hunter and they start subpoenaing documents and they start... Maybe suddenly he's going to be like, maybe at the age of 80, I shouldn't. By the way, he turns 80 on Sunday, and he's an old 80. He's like a 180, you know, not a 180 degrees. He's a 100, 100 years old 80, mentally 120. They should investigate about the batteries from China for they want to make only electric cars. You know, somebody showed me electric cars. They got two batteries in them, one in one quarter where the headlight is and the other. When they have an accident, that's what gets broken. So they're going to be making a big score on selling batteries to replace the ones. And I will not buy an electric car because I don't know one mechanic on Staten Island that even knows what it looks like under the hood. But And you know what's interesting, Pete? The fact that they're pushing people to buy electric cars at the time that we're now finding out that Hunter Biden was basically trying to sell access to people in the Chinese government to get access to the U.S. energy industry. That sounds awfully fishy. They're trying to create this great transition. I'm being facetious because it's not great. We're not ready for it. What was he doing behind the scenes? I want to know. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show here on this great Friday night. I have an hour left on my birthday, and I'm spending it with all of you. By the way, 
The wonderful Rich, who is our producer here. I'm having, like, great chocolate cake. So I'm celebrating with all of you. And what better way than to be with all of you guys, who I love. I feel like it's always a birthday to work with the people I enjoy. And also so much to get your calls on such serious stuff that's happening. I can't believe Merrick Garland, how dare he on my birthday appoint a special prosecutor. I thought when they said they're going to look into Hunter, that I thought was an early birthday gift. I was like, okay, all right, that's a good warm-up. But now Eric Merrick Garland is on the other side saying that they will do a special counsel, special prosecutor that's going to look into basically everything with Donald Trump tied to January 6th and everything with those documents when they came in with guns blazing at the Mar-a-Lago compound. I mean, this is so over the top, and the timing just looks so obvious to me. Here is Merrick Garland basically naming this guy, who, as I mentioned, he's a war crimes prosecutor. (laughs) He's at The Hague right now. He is literally looking at war crimes tied to Kosovo at The Hague. And remember, most of the stuff that happened in Kosovo, that was years and years ago. So what, are we going to be talking about when I'm in a wheelchair? Are we going to be talking about January 6th? I think so. Take a listen. Today, I signed an order appointing Jack Smith to serve as special counsel. The order authorizes him to continue the ongoing investigation into both of the matters that I have just described and to prosecute any federal crimes that may arise from those investigations. Mr. Smith is a veteran career prosecutor. And here's a little bit of Jack Smith's credentials. This is the guy who's overseeing now a special counsel. He will be the guy who's going to look into everything tied to Donald Trump because he hasn't been investigated enough. He began his prosecutorial career in 1994 as an assistant district attorney with the New York County DA's office. In 1999, he became an assistant U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of New York, where over the course of nine years, he prosecuted matters ranging from gang murders of police officers to civil rights violations. From 2008 to 2010, he served with the International Criminal Court, where he supervised war crimes investigations. In 2010, Mr. Smith returned to the Justice Department to serve as Chief of the Public Integrity Section, where he led a team of more than 30 prosecutors who handled public corruption and election crimes cases across the United States. In 2015, he agreed to serve as the first assistant U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Tennessee, later becoming the acting United States attorney. Most recently, Mr. Smith served as a chief prosecutor for the special court in The Hague, charged with investigating and adjudicating war crimes in Kosovo. Mr. Smith will begin his work as special counsel immediately and will be returning to the United States from The Hague. He's coming back from The Hague, where the worst of the worst are there. These are the people who, like, committed atrocities. Like, Milosevic was at The Hague. Remember, he was the guy, the Serb leader, who was there. And he is the one who basically everybody believes was the one who ordered the death. And he even stood by it. I actually interviewed Milosevic from The Hague. He actually called me. He slipped out of his jail cell at The Hague to call me. It was a very famous interview we did when I was at Fox News. And I grilled him and I said, you know, why did you do? Oh, well, I what I did, I did for my country. You know, I he stood by everything. He said the civilian deaths, I'm a little sorry about those, what, uh, tens of thousands of people, oh, whatever. But 
The other, the military ones, I stand by those. I did it for my country. But this is the kind of people that you have there at The Hague. And now they're basically saying the guy who's in charge of war crimes at The Hague, this is the perfect person to interview Donald Trump. I mean, to me, it just sets such a horrible tone. And this is a guy who has worked for Democratic administrations over and over again. Again, close to Lois Lerner, who just played politics with tax investigations and so many of these things. It is crazy. Here is Donald Trump responding just a little bit ago. He's in Florida. Remember, he made the big announcement earlier this week. Packed room. Thousands of people. By the way, I have had so many people when I walk down the street or whatever saying to me, Trump is running again. Trump is running again. You can see there's that fire. People who love him. There's obviously people who now are looking at other people in the party, too. But he has such a loyal, loyal base. And so it's no surprise that they just want to knock him out any which way but loose. And that's what Donald Trump feels is behind this appointment of the special counsel. As you know, uh, just about the top person, one of the top people in the Justice Department, Lisa Monaco, a major Trump hater, major, I mean, beyond belief, is in charge of the case, and she's totally controlled by Andrew Weissman. Do you ever hear the name Andrew Weissman? I think you did. In this room, you did. Bad person, bad guy, but he's an even bigger Trump hater. Sounds like a fair deal so far. Do you agree? Who works tirelessly, as he did on the Mueller scam? which ended up, as you know, no collusion to do bad things to the greatest movement. They want to do bad things to the greatest movement in the history of our country, but in particular, bad things to me. But I've gotten used to it. And he also says, after all these investigations, if there was something, they would have charged him earlier. And yet, he says tonight... He is basically the most investigated man in the world, and there's nothing there. People are corrupt, and yet they go after innocent people under the guise of legitimacy. Over the years, I've given millions and millions of pages of documents, tax returns, and everything else. And they have found nothing, which means I've proven to be one of the most honest and innocent people ever in our country. Larry knows that. They got everything. So that is how he is coming back, saying, I'm innocent. They're just keep throwing darts at me, hoping something will stick. And now they are stretching it to a special counsel that could mean they're going to be talking about January 6th and those documents stolen, you know, quote stolen, depending. Trump says they were stolen by the FBI. FBI says he stole them. So it depends on who you're listening to. Uh, but those documents that are there at Mar-a-Lago, we're going to be hearing about it for gosh knows how long, at least a few years. A special counsel never like is like it's never like a few months. This is going to be going on and on and on. And what a surprise that he announced now he's running for president. Of course, the elections are not for another two years. It's over 700 days till the elections. You know, and you sit and you look at all the time, right? It's a long time till the elections. So what a surprise uh, that maybe in all that time, that's when the special counsel could do its work. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you know the other thing I'm thinking of? where Remember President Biden the other day came out in the briefing, and when they were asking a question, what do you think of DeSantis and Trump? And he gave a very interesting answer. 
which I'm now recollecting, makes me think he clearly knew that this was coming. The White House denies it today. Uh, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre basically said, oh, we had no warning. We had no idea. That's what they've always said on anything tied to Trump. We didn't know about the raid. We didn't know about this. We don't know about that. We know nothing like Sergeant Schultz, right? We don't know anything, right? No, nothing. I love that show. Hogan's Heroes was great. That was a great show. Um, so remember just two or three days ago, I thought, and I brought this up on the air. I thought it was an interesting comment. And now I'm kind of circling back Saki, okay? Because he made a comment that I thought was really interesting. We talked about it on the show because he came out and said, you know what? Um, they can kind of fight amongst themselves, DeSantis and Trump. And I'm not necessarily sure Trump is going to be constitutionally able to run again. And then somebody fired back, a reporter fired back and said, what do you mean? Like, that's a, like, what are you talking about? You, you know, he was impeached, but not removed. Um, he hasn't been charged. What are you talking about? And he kind of kept going back to the Constitution like he was a Cheshire cat with something up his sleeve. And now isn't it interesting that just a few days after he made that comment, which was kind of hinting that like something big was going to come up against Trump, now we see a special counsel by his Department of Justice. Talk about using the politics of DOJ at its worst. To me, this is like, this is really big time stuff. This is like, you know, Hoover and, you know, all of that. You know, you think about back then when they were like going after Hoover's enemies. Oh, I have this. I have this. Let's look at this. Let's look at that. And now we know that President Biden, uh, you know, he's saying he didn't know anything about it. I, I first of all, find that incredibly hard to believe because this is his DOJ. And second of all, based on his answer just a few days ago, hinting that sort of there's something else up his sleeve that would procleave, that would uh, actually block basically Trump from running. And in fact, here it is. I want to play this because this to me always was interesting. This was just a few days ago. And this came out, remember, after the Democrats basically, you know, kept control of the Senate, uh, did well after the midterms. You know, this was when he was kind of in his heyday. And, you know, he always talks too much. Um, He has no filter. So here he is just a few days ago. And listen to this now in line with what we're hearing about the prosecutor today. G7 conversation was tied to your predecessor, who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning, that the former president will not return, that his political movement, which is still very strong, uh, will not once again take power in the United States? (laughs) Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power. Um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution, does not become the next president again. So what does that mean? Isn't that interesting? He was kind of laughing, like, "Oh, there's something." And then they said, "What? What? What are you planning? Are you thinking he's going to be charged or something?" And he wouldn't answer anymore. He left it at that. That to me is very telling. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight. Nine two two two. Let's go to Phil. Line eight. Phil, uh, your thoughts about this? Yeah. By the way, happy birthday, Rita. Thank you, Phil, very much. It, it makes me so happy to talk to you, my friend, and and thank you for your service. Uh, to talk to a great veteran like you means so much. Thank you, Phil. Okay. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, the January sixth 
case is over. The uh, other stuff is over. The documents in Mar-a-Lago is over. But now it's coming back with a twist. The reason is the Republicans came out in the House and said, well, we're going to go after this. We're going to go. We're, all hell is going to break loose on Democrats. So they had to come up with something in a hurry, and they did. It's a special prosecutor, okay? The guy is basically going to do a big investigation. He's going to find absolutely nothing. But there's going to be a little bump here and there so that so that people – it's done – see, this whole thing with special prosecutor and bring, resurrecting all these ghosts is to frighten people who would otherwise consider or would vote for Trump. Uh, he basically is saying, well, you know, he's a bad man and I can prove it. I'm a special prosecutor. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great point. And, and it, it just kind of entangles him, snares him. Um, it's, it's like anything, but, but I use the like analogy. Did you hear Phil? Like, like he's almost like, it's like a punching bag. It's like, okay, let's see if we can knock him over. Okay. Well, that one didn't work. So now let's try this one. Now that one didn't work. Now this one didn't work. I mean, to me, it just looks so transparent that this is politics. I mean, it, it, here it is on a Friday. It comes right after Trump says he's going to run. I mean, you know, it, it is such a bunch of hogwash that it's some independent. Suddenly, uh, Merrick Garland in the middle of the night had an epiphany and he hires a war crime prosecutor. I mean, it's like, why doesn't he get, you know, like a, a serial killer investigator next to him? You know, I mean, is there anything else he's missing? I mean, my gosh, it just looks so obvious, Phil. Yeah, it's it's a sad, it's a travesty with Trump, but. But the whole point is, I got a very funny feeling that there will be a red wave for Trump. I I, I just can tell. I get that feeling inside me that that we're gonna we're gonna see a red wave for Trump. Trump is gonna get back in, but it's it's gonna be through another two years worth of agony. And I hope, I pray to God, Rita, that this country holds together because we're under some terrific issues right now, really bad stuff. Yeah, we are. And, and you know, it's so sad. And Phil, thank you for the beautiful birthday greetings to my friend. Thank you very, very much. And, you know, in the middle of all this, as we're talking about investigations, it's like, okay, well, where's the focus on the economy? Where's the focus on crime? Where's the focus on, you know, I mean, they're so focused with all these investigations and trying to jam Trump up on everything else they can do. They should be focused on how they can make it more affordable for Thanksgiving this year for everybody. They should be focused on how people can afford to get great gifts for their kids for Christmas. You know, how they can gas up, how they can bring prices down. Uh, I would love to see this president uh, finally say, God, I really made a mistake. We do need to be energy independent again. And instead, it looks so bad with all this stuff with Hunter and everything else that I am glad they're looking into it. But we can't, like, forget the border. We can't forget crime. We can't forget so many of these other things that are going on in this country. Um, and I'm just worried it's going to be Investigation City and some of these other things will just sort of sit on the sidelines. And that's not good for any of us. Uh, but anyway, we're going to continue with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. A 
Little Jay Giles Band here on the Friday night of the Rita Cosby Show. How great to be with all of you guys. And thank you for the beautiful birthday wishes. It's great to be with all of you. I know you played this song as a tribute to me, so thank you very, very much. Although I don't think I want to be that kind of a centerfold, but I'll take the angel part of it, all right? I'll take that part. But anyway, I want to talk about Donald Trump because... Boy, this is so crazy. The special counsel now appointed by the unbiased Merrick Garland appointed by President Biden. Are you kidding me? This is like so transparent, so political. And listen, though, because if you're on MSNBC and you listen to this guy, Neil Katyal, who's sort of a liberal sort of law professor, legal expert. He's tied with Georgetown. You hear him all the time. He basically says, Oh, the documents that were taken at Mar-a-Lago, that's basically almost uh, Trump deserves to be executed for it. Take a listen to this guy. I think that, you know, Jack Smith is up to it, and I'm sure that he's going to indict because the evidence on Mar-a-Lago is so strong. It's an open and shut case. But precisely because it's an open and shut case, I don't think that a special counsel was needed. Yeah, oh, because of documents that other presidents have had in their possession. Remember, Hillary had them on a server in her basement in her home in Chappaqua. Uh, but that's not a problem, right? But if it's Trump, oh, my goodness, this is like a clerical. These are even people who don't like him, Trump, typically say this is a little over the top. I mean, that's, you know, that's how bad it is and how blatant it is. And yet Neil Katyal is claiming that Donald Trump is getting special treatment with the appointment of the special counsel. Take a listen to him. The decision to use the special counsel here, to me, the regulations doesn't make sense. I think it's inappropriate, and I think it risks delaying the investigation, because the regulations as we drafted them were really about the fear of a cover-up, that a attorney general couldn't investigate a president who, for wrongdoing who had nominated him. And so that was like the paradigmatic case. It was not something like this in which we've already had the investigation, particularly into Mar-a-Lago. The facts are out there. We all know that given those facts, if it were you, Joy, or Jill, or me doing any of those things <clears throat> and stealing all those documents, we'd be in jail. We wouldn't have a special master. We certainly wouldn't have a special counsel. We'd be in jail now. But Donald Trump gets something different. Why? Because Merrick Garland says, well, he's announced he's running for office and Biden has announced an intent to run as well. That, to me, is tantamount to rewarding Donald Trump for his maneuvers to try and avoid accountability. What a blowhard. He was on Joy Reid there on MSNBC. I mean, give me a break that this is some special, like Trump has gotten some special privileges is there anybody out there who hasn't think he's been like the most investigated person and his family in the world? And this is like special privileges. That is an outrageous, but it just shows the mindset. Like they're so determined to get Donald Trump. It's like Trump, 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 Trump. And by the way, it could be because he's still so popular. In fact, Elon Musk, as you know, who just bought Twitter, did a poll asking, should Trump be reinstated? He reinstated a couple of people today. It was kind of interesting. The Babylon Bee and some others that have been suspended on Twitter. And there are, so far, almost 5 million people have voted in just a short period of time. They're not showing the results yet. I bet it's going to be yes, yes, yes. But the Democrats just don't want to have anything that is a threat to them. This is so undemocratic. It's the Rita Cosby Show. 
Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, uh, the sad passing of somebody that I remember watching this man do this incredible feat um, and what an extraordinary hero he was. Uh, beloved World War II veteran Tom Rice has passed away. He was 101 years old and well-known in Coronado, California, and really around the world. Uh, he was always positive, always willing to try something new, said Clint Russell, who's the owner of CrossFit Coronado. That is where Rice worked out uh, two times a week for the past few years, again, at the age of 100 and 101. Russell also trained Rice, who was a paratrooper during World War II, for the 75th anniversary of the D-Day jump in Normandy. He went to France with him, and something that he said was really, really cool about Tom Rice is that he carried his own suitcase up the stairs. He said, you don't see a lot of that with people who are 100 years old. Rice served in the 101st Airborne Division, and the unit posted on Facebook saying farewell to a 101st Airborne legend, Tom Rice. Tom was a humble man who just wanted to do his duty for his country. And I remember when he did that jump, I was there in Normandy, and it was one of the greatest things to see this guy, a World War II veteran, doing the jump at his age. And it was like in great, great form. So many people loved him and respected him and appreciated him. And uh, not only there, but he also ended up jumping, by the way, on his 100th birthday near Hotel Del Coronado. That took place in 2021. So he was on a roll. Uh, the event literally brought out hundreds of people and service members from around the country watching him do it. And uh, what a great, great hero and how beautiful to be reminded of these great heroes that are still among us. Uh, if you see anybody who is there at Normandy, Make sure you say thank you for your incredible, incredible service, because that generation, sadly, is fading every single day. And a big shout out to the great Tom Rice, who put a huge smile on all of our faces and played a big role in helping to protect America and the world in World War Two. Well, we are talking, of course, about the new news about the fact that Hunter Biden is going to be investigated. And what a surprise. Soon afterwards, Merrick Garland comes out and says, you know what? I'm going to appoint a special counsel who's going to look at President Trump and January 6th for the 500th time. I mean, this is so crazy. The overtop attributes by this DOJ, by Merrick Garland, who like nowhere to be seen, by the way. I thought about like, remember when everything was going on with all the um, all the Supreme Court justices? Remember when that happened with Brett Kavanaugh? Nowhere to be seen. He wasn't anywhere. He wasn't criticizing anything. Nothing, no problem when the guy showed up basically about to kill Brett Kavanaugh at his home. Doesn't say a word. But then suddenly it's like, oh, we have to go over after Trump again for January 6th. Boy, does it look political. And it comes right after some bombshells came out by the House Intelligence and Oversight Committee. This is with James Comer, Congressman James Comer. They said, listen, if you elect us, if you give us the majority, and they have it now, a slim majority, that we will definitely look into Hunter Biden, who hasn't been looked into. And James Comer came out yesterday with Jim Jordan and a whole bunch of others, and they said they have the goods on Hunter Biden, and they believe that the all the breadcrumbs lead up 
to the current president. Take a listen. Here's a little bit of James Comer talking about it earlier today. Joe Biden lied to the American people about having any knowledge of Hunter Shady business dealings. Not only did he have knowledge, he was actively engaged in setting up meetings, in taking phone calls, uh, in agreeing to be an equity partner in some very shady business deals. So Joe Biden, at the very least, has been dishonest with the American people. And we need to realize whether or not this administration's compromised because of Hunter Shady business dealings. And one of the things that seems real shady is this revelation that Hunter Biden was trying to basically give access to the Chinese government to our U.S. energy industry. Take a listen, because as Comer brings up, it comes at a time where the president's trying to throw our energy industry, as we know, oil and gas under the bus. Take a listen. Think about this. At a time when Americans are suffering from high energy prices because of Joe Biden's terrible energy policies, we now learn that he was actively engaged with with his shyster son in trying to help the Chinese come in and start taking over the American energy industry. People are outraged over China buying farmland in the Dakotas, and now we find out that the president of the United States was trying to help China take ownership of American energy. Yeah, and he said that there's some documentation that basically shows what Hunter was kind of strategizing with the Chinese over. Take a listen. Here's a little more. To me, yesterday, the the biggest bombshell allegation was the evidence that we provided that showed that Hunter Biden had a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, it was a map of the United States of all the major uh, natural gas distributors across the United States. The map was in Chinese, and it was a presentation that his company, Hudson West, was making to the Chinese energy company, CEFC, on a plan for China to be able to go in and start purchasing American liquefied natural gas and start taking ownership in the drillers for natural gas in the United States. Yeah, that sounds pretty serious stuff. So was there some sort of trade out to sell out our energy industry tied to somebody who's basically our biggest adversary right now, China? And it comes on the heels where, remember, he had this conversation with President Xi recently and didn't say anything. You know, it was like didn't basically, you know, had some discussion. Sounded like he was incredibly tepid. Our president in those discussions didn't bring up covid, didn't talk about fentanyl, didn't talk about a lot of things. So Comer and wonder, Comer and others are wondering, do they have the goods on Biden? Boy, is that a big thing that's worthy of investigation? Is our president compromised? But no, now today the DOJ isn't appointing a special counsel. They're not even looking into it at this point. They don't really care. How sad is that? They have 14 whistleblowers in the FBI talking about the politicization basically tied to Hunter Biden. DOJ doesn't care. But yet now, just a few hours ago on a Friday night, they're appointing a special counsel. And this is what conservative commentator Leo Terrell, who's always spirited, had to say earlier today about this announcement just a few hours ago by Merrick Garland. Look at the timing of this. And, 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 and as Brent said, why not a prosecutor, a special prosecutor for Hunter Biden and, and the big guy? This They have known the facts about them for 18 months, two years. But the situation here is the motivation, Martha. Within 24 hours of the House announcing an investigation to Hunter Biden, you got Merrick Garland coming out today and making this appointment. Martha, the sad thing about this is if anyone believes this is going to be a legal proceeding, forget it. 
politics is all involved in this. It's the intertwining of politics and, and the law. And what has happened, Martha, over the last two years, the weaponization of the Department of Justice. You're going to have a lot of conflicts. You're going to have House investigations going on. You're going to have uh, Jim Jordan investigating the Department of Justice as to the weaponization. You're going to have an overlap. And the question is, are we going to get real legal justice, or is there a political motivation behind every decision that's going to come out of these investigations? Yeah, it's wild because Jim Jordan says he's going to look into the politics, as you just heard, of DOJ, that he's got all these whistleblowers who are saying that they were purposely burying the Hunter Biden investigation. It'll be interesting if more whistleblowers come out of the woodwork. I wouldn't be surprised. But take a listen, because as transparent, I think, as this move is, if you tune into like MSNBC, it's like a whole other world. And this is MSNBC legal analyst Glenn Kirshner, a former Army prosecutor, and he's often on there, uh, definitely a liberal attorney. And he is frustrated that it actually went to a special counsel. He says that this just delays the process. And basically, what's the wait? You know, what are you waiting for? You know, basically, uh, you know, use the firing squad. <laughs> you know, what's what's the holdup? I maintain that there should have been indictments prior to the midterms. But now we have insurrectionists running for re-election to Congress because they haven't been dealt with in a timely manner. Right. They want to more firmly entrench themselves in our government so they can continue to try to kill us from within. I don't understand the DOJ hesitancy to act. We have insurrectionists that are in the government that are trying to kill us from within. So let me get this straight. Hakeem Jeffries, by the way, who's the congressman who they believe is going to be the new House Democratic leader, right? Because Nancy Pelosi stepping aside. He questioned the 2016 election. He said it's illegitimate. He said that President Trump is a fake president. What about Hillary Clinton, who questioned and basically said it's fake? It's illegitimate. I mean, what's happening to them? Are are they insurrectionists? I mean, are they questioning the integrity of elections? I mean, give me a break. It's like January 6th. We're going to be hearing about it for the next 30 years, thanks to these people. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Christopher in Vermont, Line 8. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, happy birthday to you. Thank you, Christopher, uh, very much Rita. from beautiful, beautiful Vermont. Thank you. Lovely, Rita. Yeah, we've had an, we, we're getting snow up here, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, your your birthday is the 18th of November, which is one week following the armistice of 1918. Beautiful. My birthday is, is uh, May the 8th, and my birthday is VE Day. Yes, yes. And by the way, my father remembers VE Day because he said uh, he had just been Rescued by American troops, he said they were cheering, big time. So how beautiful, fortuitous, huh? Love that. That means we're great patriots, Chris. I uh, I was in Normandy on my 45th birthday, which was the 50th anniversary of VE Day, and I've been to Normandy at least 12 times. And I I love Normandy. J'aime. Normandy. Ah, oh, I love Normandy too, isn't it? And and you know what I tell everybody, Chris, and I know obviously you appreciate history. That to me, every American, everybody in the in the world needs to go to Normandy at some point just to see and to go to the beaches and to see Omaha Beach. Oh, they do. Yeah, uh, I have how big it is, how vast. All the beaches. I've been there at least twelve times. 
Bravo. Bravo, bravo. How beautiful. So what now, as somebody who cares about this country, Chris, as somebody who cares about this country, what's your what's your thoughts about what's happening now with the DOJ? To me, you know, I've always felt like America is a free, fair country. This is not this is not free. This is not fair. No, it's not. It's it's uh, everything's become political, and that's exactly wrong. It, it, there are right, there's right and wrong, and there's the Constitution and the Holy Bible and the rule of law, and that's been totally uh, uh, understated. One thousand percent, Christopher. Thank you for the beautiful call too. Thank you, and I'm so glad that you've been to Normandy so many times. That brings tears to my eyes. Thank you very, very much. Um, let's go to Ed in Staten Island. Go ahead, Ed. Line three. Happy birthday, Rita. Thank you, Ed, very much. It's great to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, first a long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, thank you, know, you. How beautiful that you called on my birthday, Ed. That makes me very happy. I, I enjoy listening to Norm's comments, and tonight I, I share his sentiment. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to find in this environment uh, people that can cross the aisle. Um, It seems to me that the Democrats don't want to solve problems. They want the issue so they can point the finger. And years ago, uh, Tim Russett was having a panel discussion about bipartisanship. And Katrina Vanderhoevel said, and I quote, centrism is a fetish. Wow. How sad is that? You know, because that that puts all of us in a very sad place. And thank you for the beautiful, beautiful call, too. And but. I wish we could find some unity for the good of this country, 1,000%. Let's go to John, line one. John, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Happy 24th birthday to you. Thank you very much. But you're you're making me older. I'm 21. I can finally drink. Oh, you can drink now. we got to have a drink together. All right. That's a deal, John. Thank you. Listen, you know, you talk about, well, they talk about the destruction of our institutions, and it really, you started at 2013 with Harry Reid dropping the nuclear option in the Senate. And then McConnell came back and doubled down on that. So there goes the Senate. And now you're looking at the weaponization of our departments of justice, the FBI. I mean, it's incredible what's going on. And I think if there were any Republicans that were on the fence about whether or not we should go after the Biden family or not, I think this is going to galvanize them now to get in line behind Jim Jordan and really go after them. Yeah, I think so, and too. This is what we're not talking about. We're not talking about the fact that we just got information that proves there were more than 20 FBI agents embedded in those two white nationalist groups that supposedly orchestrated January 6th. We're not talking about that anymore. You know what? That's a great point, because it did come out that there was a whole bunch of FBI informants and the Oath Keepers and some of the others And we need to find out what were they doing there? What did they know? You know, the other thing, John, I want to see, I would be curious to see the investigation. If they're going to do another January 6th, it doesn't need to be a rehash of Trump. What it needs to be is, remember, we've seen multiple reports that Trump asked for the National Guard, 20,000 National Guard. Hey, if you can bring them, that would be good because there was, you know, word that there's just going to be a big boisterous crowd, understandably. So what happened with that? We haven't heard Nancy Pelosi's never been under oath. She's still in Congress, even if she's not going to be the Democratic leader. She should be able to answer to that. Did she know about it? Did she, like, say, put a block on it? Why? Muriel Bowser, the head of D.C.? Those are interesting questions. And just like you said, 
these informants that were inside now inside some of these groups, what did they know? Remember, there was that guy who, like, you know, there was, you know, you can see the video, and it's always been questioned about, like, I was his name, Ray something, Ray Epps, remember? And Ray Epps apparently says he's not anything tied to an agency or anything. But then other people have said, well, he looks like somebody who's, like, directing the crowd, and they're saying fed, fed, fed on some of the video, on one of these videos. So there's a lot of unanswered questions, like, what did they know? Uh, could they have blocked it? Why didn't they? Why did Nancy Pelosi reportedly block it, according to some reports? Uh, why are we not getting the real full story? That would be interesting. That would be good for primetime TV. That one I'm for. John, thank you very much. We're going to continue after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. A little Van Halen on a Friday night here on the Rita Cosby Show. I'm only going to be uh, celebrating my birthday for another six and a half minutes with you. How great. With all of you, it makes my birthday so special. And the thing I love about this show is we get to hear from all of you. I love being able to talk to all of you, hear your thoughts, different ideas, and boy, is there a lot to talk about. And every week we put some of our favorite calls in Rita's Ringers. And here is this week's edition. I miss your shows. I'm hurt. When I don't hear from you, I'm hurting too, Phil. Rita, always a pleasure. And every time I talk to you, I just feel good. If you were a betting girl, which you may be. And I bet every day I put you on the show. This is Rita's Ringers. Yeah, Rita, I absolutely want to support Trump if he runs. But having said that, I did not listen to his speech you referenced today. I might go back and listen to it. However, I am not thrilled that his daughter-in-law is asking every presidential candidate not to throw their hat in the ring. So bear with me on this. Forgive me, but that sounds a little bit intimidating to me. So after the recent non-red wave, The American voter needs exposure to every potential candidate for president. And this is a critical juncture for our country in terms of saving our republic from the pandemic of Biden, Kamala, and their many variants, including the very toxic Democron virus. (laughs) (laughs) Dom, you always have some good lines, by the way. Yeah. You really do. So anyway, my, my message me? tonight is what the about hell me, Norm? I don't get a, I don't oh, get a salute. Uh, of course you. Uh, you. You're the you know you're the star in my you know I mean you're the reason we call Rita. Thank you, Norm. Well, you are the reason that I love being on every night is hearing from people like you. How are you? God bless America. God bless you. Donald Trump is a great patriot. These are the times that try men's souls. Thomas Paine, the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot, will in this crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. We need this great patriot. We need Donald Trump there. And, Ron, we need you in the trenches. But you've got to stand behind the president of the United States. We need Donald Trump to resurrect this country from the tyrannies that we are experiencing now. Rita's Ringers. So keep those great calls coming and see if you make it on our Rita's Ringers. Let's go to James, line two. James, your thought about everything with Trump now, a special counsel. 
Well, first, let me say happy birthday. I'm glad I'm going to be the last person probably to wish you happy birthday. Thank you, James, very much. It's great to be with you. Thank you. So I'm going to be quick. Um, I'd like to speak to to everyone, not as a Republican or a Democrat, but uh, as an American. And I'd like to remind every American that it is our job uh, before anything else, especially when we don't know exactly what to do and what the proper choice should be, when in doubt, you should do the opposite of whatever the establishment wants you to do. And that, in this case, that's a great nothing point. Would, nothing would infuriate the establishment more than reelecting Donald Trump. Ah, James, that's a great one. You're right. Payback. Can you imagine an overwhelmingly picking him too? That would really get their goat. Uh, James, thank you, and thank you for the beautiful birthday wishes. Let's go to Anastasia, line five. Anastasia, go ahead. Thank you for taking my call, Rita. I want to wish you deep from my heart. Happy birthday and many, many more happiness in life. Thank you, thank my you dear. For thank what you. you do for us and Trump for triumph. Is that is that your message? Because you know what? Guess what? He's not. He is going to fight this. You can tell tooth and nail, Anastasia. And you know what? I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's like like he's like Tyson going in the ring. He's ready. He is ready. He's loaded for a bear. So are are we to accept him with our arms open. Oh, well, well, listen, and he's going to need it because now they're trying to throw everything but the kitchen sink at him with a special counsel. So... We're all, I think, I think not only is it them going after him, but the American public is going to have to deal with this, too. Yikes. Anastasia, thank you and everybody for the great birthday wishes. I'm going to have a great birthday weekend. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.